0: Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30am, 8.45am, 11am, and 5pm, with Sunday school for all ages at 10am. I also invite you to connect with the Chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are like me, then you remember being scolded for leaving every light in the house all seems like I was constantly being reminded to turn out the light in my bedroom in the bathroom in the hallway or if there's nobody else in the living room when you leave turn off the light and also if you are like me then you are reminding your children to turn off the lights and to not leave every light in the house on it seems like I'm always going upstairs and Turning off the light in the children's bedroom, the lamps, the overhead light, their bathroom, the hallway. And if there's a light in the closet, if there's any light that can be turned on, it seems as if I am going up there turning those lights off. Because when you are the one paying the electric bill, things change a little bit. Things change a little bit, and so you're telling your kids... Quit wasting energy. Quit wasting money. My, mine and your mother's money. Quit leaving every light in the house on. Shorty McWilliams was an all-American running back for the Mississippi State University. Hell state. Thank you. Thank you. He played for Mississippi State in the early 40s. And he went on to have a short professional career. His name is enshrined on the side of Davis Wade Stadium at Mississippi State in the Ring of Honor. So after his professional career, he owned Weidman's Restaurant in Meridian. I'm sure many of you, perhaps you've been there, but I'm sure many of you have heard of that historic place in the heart of downtown Meridian. It's been around since, I think, 1870. And so he owned Weidman's, and so he would come home from the restaurant late at night. One night, he came home, he walked into the house, and he gathered his four daughters and his wife in the kitchen. They didn't know what he was about to say or what he was about to do, but he gathered them together, and he opened the refrigerator door, and he said, now every dang light in the house is on. I love that story. I remember the uh, Motel 6 commercials coming on the radio growing up. Tom Beaudet. Tom Beaudet. This is Motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you. And I thought that's comforting. Motel 6 sounds like a place you'd want to you want to stay. Doesn't matter what time you get there. Doesn't matter if it's the dark of night, middle of the night. They'll leave a light on for you. That sounds sounds comforting. That sounds nice. We are people who like to surround ourselves with light. We like to leave every light in the house on. We don't like darkness. We don't like being in darkness, surrounded by darkness. That leaves us vulnerable. That leaves us Susceptible, unable to see the things around us, the dangers around us, or unable to see the path ahead of us, the things in front of us, those things that might trip us up, cause us to stumble and fall. So we surround ourselves with light. We are always searching for the light, searching for a ray of light coming through the cracks in the darkness or searching for a speck of light, something to give us that comfort, that assurance, and that safety. The late Reverend Chuck Culpepper told a story once about growing up in Meridian. A little theme here going. Chuck said he had a friend, and in his friend's backyard, there was a big creek running through the middle of it. And over that creek was a long bridge. And so when it was dark, he and his friends would be on one side of that bridge, and they'd have to walk across to get to his friend's house, which was well lit. It was very bright. And so they would huddle together closely, and they'd scoot across that bridge in the dark, afraid of what lurked beneath that bridge, afraid of what might pop up and grab them. They were scared, and so they kept their focus on the light of that house. They kept their focus on that safety and that assurance and that comfort, the safety, assurance, and comfort of his friend's house, lighting their path in front of them on the bridge in the dark. Today is the feast of the presentation. It's also Groundhog Day. He didn't see his shadow, right? But that's news to you. It was news to me at 730 during the sermon. I found out the Groundhog didn't see his shadow. So that means spring is coming early, right? Yay! Yay! (laughs) But today is the feast of the presentation. This season in which we are in, this season after the epiphany, is a season of light. And by light, I mean revelation. When something is revealed to us, light shines on it, scatters the darkness, and we see it for what it really is. And in this season, we see the Christ child. We see Jesus for who He really is the redemption, the salvation of the world, God's Son, the Messiah. It was revealed by the Magi who were led by the light of a star to that stable. It was revealed to them the light of Christ. And they took that light and revealed it to all of the world. And then we continue Jesus' baptism. And once again, light was shed. It was revealed who He is. When that Voice broke through, broke through the heavens, and said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And that revelation continues. That theme of light continues today in our gospel lesson. On this day, this feast of the presentation. Mary and Joseph and the Christ child, they go to the temple. They are pious and observant Jews doing what is supposed to be done according to the law of Moses, the law of the Lord. On the 40th day after birth, every firstborn male child is to be presented as holy unto the Lord. And so that is what they are doing. They go to the temple and Simeon, this man who himself has been in darkness waiting Searching for the light. Simeon was told by the Holy Spirit, You will not see death until you see this light, until you see the light of Christ, until you see this revelation. And so Simeon gathers up the Christ child. Simeon gathers up the light in his arms. And he says, Master, you now have set your servant free according to your word. For my eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared for all peoples to see. A light, a light to enlighten the nations. A light to enlighten all peoples. A light to give all peoples hope and joy and comfort and safety and assurance to the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon had been waiting. Simeon had been searching. And at this moment in time, he saw the light. It was revealed to him God's plan of salvation, God's redemption for Israel, for the whole world. Simeon had been waiting for this consolation, as we are told. Simeon waited in the darkness, saw the light, and he gathers this light into his arms and proclaims his joy at seeing the light of Christ. We, too, wait. We, too, Walk in darkness. Physical darkness, yes, but also the darkness of our lives. Addiction, illness and disease, sorrow and death because of the passing of a loved one, depression and anxiety. All of those things cause us to feel surrounded by the darkness to be enveloped by the darkness, hoping, waiting, searching for some speck of light to break through the cracks, some ray of light, some ray of hope to come to us. We don't like that darkness. It is innate within us to go towards the light. The darkness makes us uncomfortable. We fear the darkness. We fear being surrounded by it. It makes us vulnerable and susceptible And in that darkness, we are just trying to find God. We are asking ourselves, where is God? How could God leave me in this darkness? But if we go back to Genesis, to the creation, that first chapter, we know that God created darkness just as God created light. God is the God of darkness just as God is the God of light. God dwells with us in darkness. God walks with us hand in hand in darkness. There's a hymn that says, The night and the day to God are both alike. So perhaps if we keep that hope in mind, perhaps if we keep that hope in mind, we will realize that God does not abandon us to the darkness, but God is with us there, holding us in the darkness. Psalm 139, you know that Psalm? Maybe not. (laughs) Psalm 139 says, Where can I go to flee from your presence, O Lord? What can I do? Where can I go? If I go up to the heights, to the highest heavens, you are there. And if I make the grave my bed, you are there also. The God who created darkness, the God who created light, Will not abandon you. If you are walking in darkness, if you are in the midst of any of these things that I have mentioned, whatever you're going through, keep searching for the light. Keep searching and looking and waiting for the light to break through. But realize when you find that light, when you see that light, when you finally bask in that light, you're probably going to realize that God was with you and is with you all along. Amen.